great is the News. The Trivia Music Show of your favorite pop stars. What's good, everybody? We're back with another episode of Pop Muse, the pop music trivia show of your favorite stars. And as usual, we scour the internet and find less known facts about some of the big legends, big names, megastars, or what I like to say, some cool cats from the international and national stage to fill you in on. And we like to see if you know as much as you think you know about your favorite stars in music. I'm your host, TJ Reed, and today I got with me in the studio my compadre, my brother, Yoon Chi. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up, everybody? Beautiful day today. Most definitely. And you got somebody special you want to share today? Yes, I am sharing a rock musician from China today. Oh, all and right. I, there used to be a lot of people making fun of him, and I <laughs> used to be one of them, but after... <laughs> After I started digging his like his stories, yeah, I started to feel like wow, he's something that I owe I owe him respect. Okay, all right. Mm. Well, I'm interested in hearing who you got for us today, and I definitely have somebody really special, someone that I discovered actually later in life, and but this guy's been around for a really long time, and he's mm. iconic in the world of music. So, sleeper singer. Yeah, I guess you could say that. So yeah, and just a quick disclaimer, guys. All the info that we find is completely internet based, which can be erroneous. So right. accolades are constantly updating, records are always changing, and sites aren't always very current. So bear with us on these quote unquote facts. <laughs> If there are any inaccuracies, please reach out to us. We'd please. love to hear. We'd love to hear from you. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get straight let's to、go. the trivia. So. Fact number one, and this is according to CultureTrip.com. This artist started playing the piano at three years old.、Uh-huh. He never knew his father, and he unfortunately watched his brother drown when he was five years old, and his mother passed away. Yeah, his mother passed away when he was fifteen,、uh, and later he worked as a register boy under the direction of a girl at a drugstore in. Tallahassee, Florida. So he's American. Looks like he has a really rough upbringing. And during this time,、um, and this was、uh, back in the you know in the forties and fifties, this was a really tough time where, in the world of music, you couldn't be mediocre. And this star is known as being one of the hardest working people in show business. That's、hmm. his、uh, some quotations there. That's one of his his aliases. But yeah, at that time, it was just wasn't possible to just be someone average. You had to be great, or you just it was the industry was really unforgiving at that time. But his childhood sounds like so. I think it's probably the most tragic story that I've heard from all these music musicians. Yes. Well, after the、uh, situation with his brother, and this moving on to fact number two,、uh, and this is according to Smithsonian Institute and iHeartRadio, his vision uh, deteriorated uh, slowly after、uh, the drowning of his brother, and by age seven, he had lost his sight. And、uh, doctors suggested that、uh, juvenile、uh, glaucoma. Had caused his blindness, but 
Either way, this never uh, impeded him from moving forward with music. At a young age, obviously, he displayed a huge interest in music, and he went to uh, a Florida school for the blind mm. and the uh, the deaf. And so there, he kind of nurtured this ability to play music. But something really interesting about that time, he mentions it later in a, in a future interview, but he says even the classrooms were segregated, even though the kids huh, could not the see each other. For the blinds. <laughs> right. You couldn't even, you can't, the kids can't see each other, but there were still, you know, the white kids were over here and then the black kids were over here. And that was something that he said was <laughs> ludicrous. I'm not going to blame them. I'm, I'm not going to blame them because uh, you know how like the white, people and black people they have a distinct accent of speaking <laughs> i guess that's how they got segregated <laughs> well that's you, you do uh, yeah. have a point but that's right. not necessarily not always cool. yeah, the case that, right yeah don't, don't get me started on that and yeah he he ended up saying later in an interview that well actually he turned down a performance in uh, augustus georgia where the audience was segregated and since the audience was segregated he he felt that music was universal and that it was for everyone. And so mm. he didn't perform there. And he just, he, and over and over in his career, he's uh, spoke on how he just, you know, he didn't agree with this notion of, you know, different races. And, and, his, and for his bands, he would employ people of all colors. He says he doesn't care if you're black, white, purple, green, as long as you can <laughs> right. play the instrument right. really well then you can play with them. And I think that that was, you know, it's a, a special kind of heart, especially at that time uh, in American history. But did you say he started learning piano at three or five? Three years old. Okay, so who was paying for the, all the expenses for him? Because he lost all his families when he was a kid. Yeah, well, at that age, I believe that, uh, well, he um, had access to a piano, whether mm. it was in his family or... And or in church or whatever. I mean, these kinds okay. of um, venues were there for this musician. But um, that's why. But yeah, that was uh, part of his development. And also, while he was in school, he learned composition, classic piano, organ, trumpet, alto sax, and the clarinet. And he also learned how to read and write in Braille. And this is those little uh, some special language yeah it's like the uh if you've ever read a book that had those little bumps in it for people who cannot see oh, right. you can still kind of feel touch it by yeah it. yeah i've never had the um actually that's not true i have tried to i've experimented with braille but obviously i can't read it really i don't know how yeah, to I've, i've seen it in some places but i've never yeah. thought about trying to learn it never thought about it either i think it's really interesting and Yeah, and to write in it, right? I mean, how do you write in Braille? I mean, it's like you have to create that same, uh, I guess, bump or feeling on whatever surface. That way other mm. people can read what you're trying to say. I think it's fascinating. Yeah, well. And he was a very interesting individual. Pity was the last thing that he wanted. He had one rule in his life, and the rule was the three no's. No dog, no cane, and no guitar. Not sure mm. why he didn't like the guitar, But, I mean, he didn't play the guitar. He played a lot of other instruments. But for him, the guitar was just a big no-no. And I think that that's also... So he never played a guitar. Before. Never played the guitar. He was... I mean, there was a long lineup of instruments that he played really well. But the guitar was not one of them. And I'm trying to figure out why that is. I think that's really interesting. Yeah, because guitar is probably one of the most common instru instruments. Mm, possibly, right? possibly. And he plays clarinet and some other less common ones. But yeah, no guitar. Yeah, the alto guitar. sax. Yeah, yeah. And he once told the New York Times that, um, you know, he was going to do what he was going to do anyway. And he played music ever since he was three. 
and uh, he could see at that time and he lost his sight when he was seven so blindness right. didn't really have anything to do with it because some people would try to say like oh the reason why he's so good at music is because he's blind and it was like that it's often not really it's he, he also mentioned that music was in his blood it was in it was born he was born with music in him right. so that's the reason why people have that yeah some <laughs> people just have right. it in them and they just they're just really musical people so it's um it's really tough to say that this person can only be was is only brilliant because they are blind well that's the hugest clue for me because i only i think i only know one musician <laughs> that's blind only know one huh i know only one okay all right all right <laughs> so i'll see if there are any further more specific clues for me coming. okay all right well move on moving right along to fact number three and according to the smithsonian institute and i heart radio At the age of 18, he moved to Seattle with only $500 and formed his own band. And this is kind of an interesting side story here, where he got his signature shades from. His band went and did a, uh, a photo shoot to promote, their, to promote themselves, and the band members colored shades over his eyes in the photo, <laughs> which inspired the idea of wearing his signature shades that he wore throughout his entire career. And that's probably something else for listeners out there who are fans of this musician. They probably have an idea who this might be from really? this clue. Yeah. I feel like, so he's in a band and right. he's wearing shades. That sounds just like all the bands because, you know, the guys <laughs> pretending to be cool, wearing the sunglasses. Yeah, that's true. You, you <laughs> that do, sounds you like everybody. That. That's right. That's right. right. Okay. All right. So let's move on a little bit more about this fact. So this musician enrolled in a rehabilitation program, and this was uh, at St. Francis Hospital. And this is where he learned to play chess, which is really mm. interesting. It taught, he was taught by the doctor at his clinic, and because he was uh, at that time he had trouble sleeping. So he taught him how to play um, chess and often played throughout the night with other patients. Mm, to calm his mind. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because... Um, he loved to win at chess and he felt that it was not a, it was not a matter of luck it was a, it was a matter of skill and I just think that that's so interesting for someone that's blind to play chess because it's like I feel like you have to see the board right I mean I don't know I think playing chess for the blinds is probably a tiny bit of easier than playing piano right because you can actually you can actually feel the shape of all the chess board. Yeah, but the keys on the piano the pawns, don't. The queen, right, right. But some of the the pawns, they're all shaped kind of the, the same. same. You don't know if it's okay. you know, the black one or the white one, right? All right. And if someone is on the other side of the table, isn't very ethical, right? If they wanted to move stuff around, <laughs> oh, how would that, you know? <laughs> yeah, but that person, for for as as far as we know, that person is his doctor. <laughs> well, yeah, they're not to be trusted all the time either, you know. Yeah, I guess they 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 are not going to play dirty because they're trying to calm his mind so he can fall asleep faster. Right. right, but just in principle, okay, you can't yeah. always trust everybody you're playing. Yeah, you cannot assume that this person is ethical. If, I mean, if I was playing against a guy, he was blind and he was beating me, I might, I might, you know, shake up the chessboard a little bit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just saying, there's you know, you got different kinds of people out there. That's all I'm saying. True. So let's move on to fact number four, and this is according to the Smithsonian Institute. Uh, during the 1970s, when disco became really, really big, mm. his style or his genre of music wasn't as it wasn't something that could compete 
with disco at that time. And so his career had bottomed out and his um, album sales hit an all-time low. He recently at that time had a divorce and suffered a number of setbacks and he was also battling a long-term uh, drug addiction. So uh, his fortune... That was after the rehabilitation... Story. Well, that was, you know, it was kind of an on and off kind of okay. thing, you know. So uh, his fortune changed with the release of a John Landis feature film called The Blues Brothers mm. in 1980. And at that time, he played a, a, a music shop owner. And so he played that role and it kind of re revamped his career. So for anyone that has seen The Blues Brothers, this is a really <laughs> huge <me>. clue. <laughs> <laughs> when was this from? Which year? 1980. Okay, that's even before I was born. <laughs> Cradle music again. Right. So, yeah. Something else that's interesting about this star, and this might surprise you, Yunchi, he had a thing for flying. Flying? For flying, yes. So, so he ended up buying a, a five-passenger Cessna 310. Which was piloted by a very uh, famous um, um, stunt actor. He <laughs> 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 mm. <laughs> was piloted by Tom McGarity, and he was one of the very few Black Air Force veterans. And mm. they would—they were really good friends. He would help him under the hood, and if there was anything that needed to be repaired, which is also really interesting, how he would be able to help, seeing that he can't repairing see. stuff. Yes. Wow. He would help repair certain parts of the he, plane. He must have been electrified so many times. <laughs> oh, electrocuted. And on some nights, <laughs> instead of um, the pilot switching to autopilot, this person would fly by listening to the hum of wow. be uh, beam tones of the radar. So this guy would fly his own plane. Blinded, <laughs> <laughs> blindfolded. Exactly. Would you like to try and fly? Like I'd this? like to be in the passenger seat. <laughs> really? I know. I'm just joking. But that sounded really cool because it sounds like the kind of superhero or like the very kind of super cool guy. Mm, mm. You're you're flying plane by feeling the flow of the air. Yeah. But well, he was listening to the radars ticking, right? But, yeah, yeah. And also, I mean, he does happen to have a world class veteran. Air, you know, Air Force pilot with him in the uh, oh, there you was know, someone, in the plane. So it's not like he's up there by himself just flying the plane. He's got somebody there with him. But you know, the um, they you know they would take little shifts, like you know, oh, how you doing <laughs> out there? You doing all right? Okay, cool. All right, I'm taking. I'm gonna sit down and relax. Take a nap. Okay. So, yeah, I think that that's kind of that's interesting. I've never heard of a someone blind flying a plane. No, I think it, <laughs> I, I think that he's gonna get disbarred if we have like the air patrol police. I'm not sure if he got his license to fly. I think um, so. He doesn't have the license. To I don't fly. think he has a so license. Like a favor I, from a friend, according to I mean the sources here. Okay, I mean I'm not I'm not I'm not sure. But I don't think he actually got a like a pilot license. I think it was just you know it was his plane wow. and his uh, you know his friend who flew it, who's got lots of experience, gave him some you know gave him a little bit of time behind. That it. sounds like a very bad example for <laughs> for <laughs> for the parents that are teaching their kids to learn to drive. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna move on to fact number five, and this is the last um, bit of news here. 
1987, he was presented with the Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award, which is probably one of the highest honors that you can achieve right. at that time. And in 81, he performed at the inauguration of President Ronald Reagan. Uh, actually, twice. I think in, mm. uh, in uh, 1985, he was also present at his second inauguration. And he was all he was honored with the National Medal of Arts in 1993. So a huge, huge name in the world of country, pop, blues, jazz, all kinds of genres. Mm. So... Those are pretty much the facts that I have for you today. Oh, that's it. That's pretty much it. So if you had to guess with all of the information that I gave you. I don't know about our listeners, but I'm still on <laughs> I'm still on page. I'm still on fact number one. <laughs> <laughs> still on fact number one, huh? So this person, mm. he's still blind. Oh. He hasn't got his vision back, so. <laughs> <laughs> mm. He utilized his other senses, and that was something that he was really adamant about. And I think that's why he he always wanted people to treat him as a normal individual, not at, like he's like a like, like disabled. He's, like he's disabled, right? So again, and I think that's where the no dog, no cane, and um, no guitar, and no guitar yeah. came from. You why? know, it was just like I don't want you to pity me. I want you to look at me as an individual. And all this um, another thing here that I read in my in my research about this star, he had a passion obviously for music, but also for the ladies. It yeah. doesn't every guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he had twelve children. So what twelve? Twelve children. Twelve. Yes. And I think this generation—I think they call them the baby boomers, right? All right. So yeah, this generation—he made a huge kids. contribution to that, <laughs> right. single-handedly. And I think, and I, I'm not sure exactly, but I—it's quite a few ladies that、um, he had these children with. So it's not from one person.、Oh, okay. <laughs> It would be a lot of work if it's, if it's just one lady. Yeah, I think so. Right? Yeah,、oh. the, the rock star lifestyle. So let's stop.、Oh. Let's stop. Let's stop digressing here. So if you had to guess, who you the think it is? The only blind musician that I know is Andrea Bocelli, but it's obviously not him. He's <laughs> from Italy. I think he's from Italy. Okay.、Yeah. Well, there's a couple others. If you really think、mm. there's some, there's a couple of other stars that we've we've mentioned on this show that are blind and play a lot of different instruments, namely the piano,、mm. and could sing really well.、Mm. So, if you had to guess one name, I'm currently clueless. So, can you do one, maybe an iconic signature song from this musician? Hmm. Well, it's certainly a song from. It's this the song that made him actually very popular, especially in his、uh, home state、okay. of Georgia. Okay. And it's actually a song about titled Georgia. Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving.、Uh, Is that one? All the other arms will reach out to me.、Mm. Other eyes smile tenderly. Ever heard that one? <laughs> no, I was expecting <laughs> the midnight train, but it's not that train. The wrong know, train. I don't know what it is. It's not that train. <laughs> so I'm clueless. Well, I'm just gonna throw a random name because we were talking about. I mean,、mm. uh, when we were having a casual chat, we talked about、uh, Ray Charles. Okay. So、um, no offense, 
Ray Charles. So if you're not blind, <laughs> so is it Ray Charles? Well, let's see what the judges have to say. Well, it looks like your streak is just getting a little bit bigger, man. Looks oh, like you really? Like that. <laughs> is it Ray Charles? Are Ray you, Charles. You're so sneaky. You could have done this song, Bad Love. <laughs> Rolling Stone ranked Ray Charles number 10 on its list of the 100 greatest artists of all time and number two on their November 2008 list of the 100 greatest singers of all time. During his lifetime, Ray Charles recorded more than 60 albums and performed in over 10,000 concerts. Mm. Named the genius of soul for masterfully blending jazz, classic, rhythm and blues, gospel, and country. Frank Sinatra once called him the only true genius in show business. Sounds so good. definitely love his music. And unfortunately, the songs that I would like to play, we don't have it in the database, unfortunately. But... I was able That's to. Right. I was able to find a couple of tracks that are pretty notable from this star. First up, I got "What I'd Say," followed by a duet with Nora Jones called "Here We Go Again." Let's hear it.
I've been there before. You know what? I'll try it again. But any fool, any fool knows that there's no, no way to win. Here we go again. She'll break my heart again. That was Here We Go Again with Ray Charles and Nora Jones. And that was from the last album that was released called The Genius Loves Company. And that was kind of where he collaborated with a bunch of uh, contemporary stars mm. at that time. Really cool album, amazing man, and amazing music. Yun Chi, who do you got for us today? Right. So I'm also talking about rocker today. And All right. I'm actually going to start from the fact that changed my mind on him because remember, <laughs> I was among the. L- the haters online <laughs> that was mocking him. All right. So this person. So this got you on the bandwagon, huh? Right. All right. So this guy, he started learning violin very young, so at five. And okay. then he studied music all the way from primary school all the way to college. Hmm. So for those like uh, teenagehood, he was all the way learning music. Wow. And then when he was studying in China's Central Conservatory of Music, uh-huh. he studied a band with uh, some other music fanatics from college. All right. His other guys that list. were kind of saddled to music for their entire lives? Saddled. I would assume so because this is a, like a conservatory. I just say and saddled because some of these kids don't have a choice, man. They're like, <laughs> it's like their parents are like, you're going to be a musician. And they're, you know, they're made to, to learn music for a really young age. I think if you start doing something from a very young age, you're mm-hmm. normally saddled on that. Because yeah. You're, as a kid, you as don't a know. As a kid, you don't want to do it. You, you just, you just want to play with the sand. Exactly. And, yeah, and stuff. Be free. But. Yep. Right. So with this fanatics, he studied a very unusual band. Mm. So why this band was so unusual from other regular bands? For one thing, these musicians, they were all properly musically educated. Right. And it's even classical musically educated. Mm-hmm. You don't hear about like, a, so you don't hear students coming from the Berklee College of Music, they dropping out their degree in maybe a cello and then started doing death rock or, <laughs> right? So it's like a properly trained musicians. They suddenly What does it mean mind. to properly be trained? I mean, proper, <laughs> you know, like death metal is not proper. I mean, it's um, oh, improper. Okay. Or- <laughs> Forgive my language. <laughs> no offense, rockers. But like, you know, like people are into rock music. They, they, they are normally not trained for that. Mm. Right. They usually go with their heart. Right. And the passion. <laughs> Right, so that's okay. Yeah, that's one thing that makes this band kind of unusual from other 
rock bands. Okay. And for another thing is that they were kind of like they refused any kinds of paid performances. They refused money. Oh, that sounds right. like that sounds like they're rich. They're, um, they're balling. Yep. <laughs> Not okay. necessarily. Look, we don't need your money, guys. We do this because we love it. Yeah, I think and for rich. I think for them, I think they it's because they had a sort of a higher pursuit in music. They were thinking like uh, making money is not cool, and or maybe, making money that we want to is cooler than playing music for. Or maybe they others. didn't feel like their music was good enough to accept money. I think like sometimes when you're an artist, I mean, at least it was the case for me when I was painting, and someone said that they wanted to buy my work, I was reluctant to take the money、mm. because it was just like. Uh, you want to pay for this, really? <laughs> and then you look at it differently, and you're like,、uh, I don't know. If,、uh, okay, I guess. Yes,、yeah, so、you you're、know. probably similar to this bunch of guys. You have like a <laughs> higher requirement or standard of your work. Maybe, maybe. Right. So for this musician, for the first two or three years of their of their band,、mm. in the daytime they learn classicals in suits, and、uh, <laughs> at night they go underground. That's pretty play cool. Play rock music. That's and, pretty cool. Yes, and by underground, it's literally underground because they play, they practice their music in the basement of their school's building. Nice. Right. And at night, they probably shed off the、uh, the ties and the suits, and then had on these the dark and the the chains and the,、oh, right, the, the chains, spiked hair, the spikes, then... all hidden in the suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After they finish all the schoolwork, then that would be off, a, that would be a cool music video. Rip off their suit. Yeah. And this rocker deep down inside. That's pretty awesome. Right. So for this musician. He could have had a very well-off life by <laughs> sticking with this classical music path, and he actually became the chief violinist of China's national orchestra.、Uh, But he only stayed there for half a year、yeah. before dropping from there and decided to go full time. Oh, he dropped out、huh? into rock music. You know, and that to me that makes sense. And I, I feel like I mean, earlier we we joked about it, but. Sometimes when you are put into a certain field, and you, let's face it, you may not be that crazy about it, but it's something that was given to you, and you kind of had no choice but to do it. I almost feel like the rock was like a, a rebellious、uh, energy that they wanted to get out. Sure, yeah. And it was like I'm not really crazy about this classical style. This is not my expression or my representation of myself. But then, and so the rock music was a way to kind of get out that those years of、um, suppression, guess, suppression, yeah, of the tool himself, right, right. So yeah, I think that that's kind of cool. I would love to hear. Now I'm interested in hearing what their music sounds like. Right, and so now let's move on to the next fact. This guy, he was invited to attend the opening ceremony of a poker championship for his excellent poker skills. Poker skills, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see this coming. No,、and、not at all. Yeah. That ch- poker championship was、uh, Asia Pacific Poker Tour, and he was invited over there as a as a Texas a, holder. Wait a minute, this guy he has money to gamble. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you say that they don't collect any money for their shows? There are rich ways of gambling, and rich also, ways, and also the、uh, regular folk ways of playing poker as well. Mm-hmm. So the last three days of this event were suspended by the police because it was suspectedly involved in gambling. <laughs> but he wait a minute, <laughs> they're playing poker, but they can't gamble. <laughs> Then what's the point? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I think maybe I think in the poker games you don't gam you don't bet like real money. Okay, you bet credits. 
instead. And right, right. now, since this artist, he wasn't,、um, he didn't stay there until the last three days, so he wasn't indicted for the gambling <laughs> suspicion. <laughs> so he made his money and then took off.、Huh? He gambled and then left. <laughs> no, no, he didn't. For the, the and then、yeah. tipped off the police.、Uh, right. He actually. Hey, they're gambling to- there. The opening ceremony. <laughs> Or maybe he lost his money. He lost、um, his money, and then he got angry about it, and then tipped off the police that they're gambling. <laughs> oh, that's a very. That sounds like it's.、Um, this story sounds like making a lot of sense. But well, then he was only invited for the opening ceremony, and it was like a charity event.、Mm. Um, so the money raised for the money made and raised for during the ceremony was maybe I think donated. Or、donated. gambled. <laughs> <laughs> was kept for the chips, for future players. Yeah, they got everybody. They're like, "This is a charity." And actually, no, it's not. We're gambling it. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not the case. <laughs> TJ just messing around here. So, all right, guys, let's just move on to the next fact. In 2010 and 11, the two-man band they went viral by covering this musician's one of his signature songs、mm. on the Voice of China. Okay. Right, and、uh, that's, like, that's an honor, right? An honor to this musician. Yeah. Ah,、uh, I would, I would say so. Yeah. A lot of times, those judges are、uh, people who are famous, and sometimes those, you know, contestants they'll sing a song from them, and then they'll clap their hands and be like, "Great job!" You know. Definitely, and I think for this musician, it, it was indeed an honor at the first place.、Mm. But later, this band they got invited to、uh, tons of performances, <laughs> paid performances, by using his music. <laughs> And、so it was like, wait a minute! You guys are making a little bit too much money off my music, right? It could be even more than <laughs> he actually does. Oh no! I'm not sure, but at least, but definitely, this group that was making a lot of money by using somebody else's work. Oh man! Yeah. So this guy, this rocker, he was at first place. He was trying to get in touch with them and maybe. <laughs> Come to an agreement. Get some of that money. <laughs> <laughs> I think、course. so. I think so. So、yeah. look, you can sing my music, but I want to cut. All right.、Uh, yeah, and I think they didn't reach any sort of agreement. Of course. So eventually, they got the voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> What is it called?、Uh, yeah. Eventually, he banned this group from seeing his music.、Mm. At least, of course, they 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 can still sing in the karaoke, but not by getting paid. <laughs> And I remember it was like very controversial at that time, and it spread a lot of discussion about music copyrights.、Mm. And people who support him believe that his case like brought people's attention to music copyrights. Yeah, yeah, but, of course. Yeah, people who are against him think like he's getting a little bit sour <laughs> because, yeah, because it was actually this group, this this these two guys, they、yeah. ha- they helped his music to become popular. Yeah, but still, at the end of the day, they're artists, and that's their livelihood, and if they're that's how they make money, you know. And if you don't, if somebody else is singing your stuff, and they're they're making all kinds of appearances and make getting rich and getting famous. <laughs> Off of your、right. uh, work, then you should get some kind of compensation. That's like me painting something, and then somebody else paints it, but puts their own touch on it to make it a little bit better, and they become super、uh, successful. And then they do it again. They find more of my work, 
and then add their touch on it. And so it's like, huh. hey, wait a minute. This huh. is my work. And you're just, you know. Yeah, you got to respect. Right. Pay respect so like, to you and also pay. It. Yeah, you got to do We could do that. But you just, we need to sign an agreement. Every time that you make a dollar, then I get a dime or something. I get something out of that. Yeah, because know, it's your original work and creativity. Exactly, there. exactly. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm with that. I understand that feeling. I mean, at first... It's like okay, yeah, nice. That was cool, but now that you're making a business out of it, then I want it, I want in on it. <laughs> the, the, but the Voice of America, like, did it ever happen that like a contestant made a song popular, and then the original singer became <laughs> sour? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think in that in that context those singers ever superseded the uh, the original star. At least it's not something that's um, advertised. You know, okay. most of these contestants, they get a record deal somewhere, and then they have like a couple of albums, and then you never hear from them again. You know, they make their money and and they're done. But um, yeah. yeah, that's what happened to this group. Yeah, I think they were only popular for those one or two years, and now you don't really hear yeah. them. That they made much. their money. They're good. They've already moved on into yeah. bigger and better things, and it's just. But but yes, if whenever there's money involved, sometimes yeah, you have stars that are like. Yeah, I, I I want in on it, and, and it might have something to do with how well they're doing at that time. If they've moved on to be, if they're still making music and they're still successful and they're still making a ton of money, it might not bother them that much. But some stars are like, no, 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 you need to you need to kick out. <laughs> I some think money. it's a totally legitimate ask. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. If too. you're seeing my music, then you have to pay me respect and also pay me. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right, and the next fact is a classical problem for the rockers mm. because for a lot of rockers, when you are younger, you don't really care that much about using proper vocal skills.、Mm. It's 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 mostly about screaming <laughs> in rock music. Well, of course, it's more than that. But so as he grow older. His voice, his vocal cord was damaged from all those from all those screaming in the rock、mm. music, and、uh, then in his later career, he started to have we call it in Chinese it's called car crash live performance. Oh man,、uh, that means like a disasterful performances at live. Oh man, yeah, gotta gotta make some、uh, adjustments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so just that. Could be a tip for those who are interested in rock music.、Mm. Maybe learn a little bit. Learn of, to、uh, sing. Yeah, vocal <laughs> skill to、uh, prolong your music lifespan a little longer. Yeah, or sleep,、right. sleep with some humidifiers at night. That might help too. <laughs> <laughs> And we have commercials available for humidifier makers. It's <laughs> a pretty good idea, actually. Ah,、uh, yes, it is. Okay, the last fact, and this one might. Rings a little bit bell for you, TJ. So, this guy was married for a couple of times. Okay, and、uh, I'm not going to talk about his exes, but all right, his current wife is a very internationally recognized Chinese actress. Okay,、and、she was in many like famous、uh, martial arts movies: Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Rush Hour Two. Oh, I know who she is. Kin and the latest 
Zhang Ziyi. Oh, nice. I know who that is. I don't know who she married, but I know her. And nice pronunciation, by the way, Zhang Ziyi, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, like she starred in. I mean, recently, House of Flying Daggers. She's in all kinds of movies. Yeah. Yeah, Godzilla and the Kings of Monsters. <laughs> I didn't watch those. <laughs> oh no, it's actually one movie, and Godzilla, King of the Monsters in 2019.、Uh, yeah, didn't, didn't watch that one. No, neither. But <laughs> <laughs> yes, so interesting. Yeah, so this this guy is the husband of Zhang Ziyi, the okay martial, the Chinese martial actress, martial arts actress.、Huh? Martial, okay, <laughs> Zhang Ziyi, the Chinese martial arts actress. Wow. Okay. Yeah, he's got good taste. All right. Okay. So. That's now we have hit the end of our facts. So TJ, if you're gonna picture a guy that's lucky enough to land on <laughs> Zhang Ziyi, to, to land on, okay, <laughs> I think that came out wrong. <laughs> oh, is it? Yes. Who ended up with Zhang Ziyi? Okay,、right? so if you're gonna if you're gonna guess、uh, a dude. Who's lucky enough to marry a big star like、uh, like Zhang Ziyi?、Uh-huh. Who is this lucky person <laughs> gonna be? Well, I'm not sure.、Um, I did. I've. I'm only aware of a few.、Uh, this, this is a duo, right? Oh, it's actually、uh, just one single person. It's another duet that he got sour with. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs>、yeah. But he was originally in a band in college. Okay, interesting. All right, and this guy—he's not an actor, right?、Mm, no, he's not an actor. Oh, well, that foils my plan a little bit—the choice that I had. <laughs> But、uh, I think there was a, and it might even be these guys that you,、uh, and that would be a shame if I couldn't remember this person, but I could remember the two guys that were singing his music. <laughs> but according to my research, I think that. The closest that I could come to is,、um, have you heard of Yuchuan? Yuchuan. Oh, right. Yeah, they. It's a. It's a duet. Okay. A two boys duet <laughs> in China. Well, that's not it, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's one person. <laughs> But that's okay. Let's not give TJ a, like a too hard time. What did the judges say? <laughs> <laughs> it's not. That's not it. Yeah, so this lucky man that married to Zhang Ziyi is called、uh, Wang Feng. But, Wang Feng. Yeah, but the spelling of his name—I mean, for the Americans, might pronounce it as Wen Wen Feng. Wen Feng, <laughs> because he won. He won Zhang Zhang Ziyi, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a nice touch, a nice wordplay. Yeah. So Wang Feng is a Chinese rock musician and、uh, composer, and he, actually in 2006, I think he didn't he didn't win that many accolades in his music life. But in 2006, he was awarded on the Pepsi chart as the best male singer in China. And the two songs that I have for you today, one of them is the. Very controversial one that got popular by the two men's duet. <laughs> nice. It's called "In Spring." In spring, and that will be followed by "Fly Higher." Fly higher. But before we play the track, Yun Chi, I think it's time to call it, man. And for those listening in, be sure to check us out next time on another episode of Pop Muse. And if any of you have a star that you think should join the lineup, shoot us an email or a message, a comment, and we'll get back、right. to you、please、as soon、do. as possible. I'm TJ Reed. 
and this is Rinji. <laughs> we'll see you next time, guys. See ya. Peace. 还记得许多年前的春天，那时的我还没剪去长发，没有信用卡，没有他，没有二十四小时热水的家。可当初的我是那么快乐，虽然只有一把破木吉他，在街上，在桥下，在田野中。唱着那无人问津的歌谣。如果有一天我老无所依，请把我留在在那时光里。如果有一天我就要离去。请把我埋在这春天里。还记得那些寂寞的春夜，那时的我还没冒起胡须，没有情人节，没有礼物，没有我那可爱的小公主。可我觉得一切没那么糟。
命就像一条大河，时而宁静，时而疯狂。现实就像一把枷锁。把我困住，无法挣脱。这谜样的生活，风一如刀，一次次将我重伤。我知道我要的那种幸福，就在那。腰身剪碎，这有过的我。